Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Braddon. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, glad to have you back on the show. We actually got some, uh, you know, potentially. Big time news here. We're going to get to it in a second, but got to ask you, man, how was the trip? Trip was good, man. Went down there to Orlando, you know, the the big old wallet trap. You know, it's funny, the older I get, I'm turning into Papaw, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like everything's just, I don't, I never noticed the nickel and diamond in Orlando, but the older I get, I'm, I am, you know, we went to this place and, and, they said, uh, do you want a valet park? And I said, well, how much is it? You know, I n- never used to ask that, but now I am. I'm curious. He said, $40. I said, $40 to put it where? And he said, right here in this parking lot. And I said, the, literally, the parking lot that's 15 feet away, you're going to charge me $40? I said, I'll just park it myself. He goes, oh, you can do that. He goes, but you can't use this parking lot. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what kind of racket is this? And I was like, well, where's the parking lot I would use? And he says, you don't want to go down there. It's about half a mile. So I was like, I didn't know if that was a fat joke or not, but I was like, you know, you're probably right. I don't. So here's your $40. So uh, we get down there. It was a, uh, it was a good time. We spent some time over at universal this time. So we actually didn't do Disney. Yeah. Went to Universal, uh, uh, had the youngin with me, and uh, went out to eat a few times. Really good food. That's one thing I like about Orlando. They got great food. Uh, yep. Your Voodoo Donuts was down there. I didn't get to stop there, but I did take pictures of it just to kind of make you jealous <laughs> that I could have some if I wanted it. <laughs> but uh, all in all, it was it was a great event. I was glad to get back. I, we drove, and uh, we're going to get into it a little bit because – I want to let South Carolina fans know right out of the gate, I'm not mad at them, okay? But their traffic is ridiculous right now, especially through Columbia. They got mm-hmm. it down to like two lanes, and they're doing construction and stuff. It was a hot mess. And as a Tennessee fan, it's a little sore sitting in Columbia, period. But when you can't move, you can't go farther than five miles an hour, it's like, oh, look, you know, first you hinder us from the college football playoffs. Now you're hindering me from getting home. So Columbia, uh, it's going to take some time, but uh, I'm, you know, I'm a little upset with you guys. So it sounds like uh, you got your second loss from uh, Columbia here in just a couple months, huh? Yeah, that's right. I was just waiting to see Beamer over there just gloating, you know, about the traffic I was in. But it was miserable. And then when you get out of it, uh, Asheville's got traffic, and you know, so it's just another Carolina you got to worry about. And then the gorge right through there, they're, they're messing up. So uh, a 10-hour trip turned into a 13-and-a-half-hour trip. Now, to be fair, some of that is the girls that I'm with. For some reason, they like to fill up with drinks and then wonder why they got to pee the next exit. But uh, that's that's just part of being on the road. So the road trips aren't as fun as they used to be, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start right there in South Carolina, Shane, because, uh, hey, they have opened spring practice in Columbia. You know, things mm-hmm. are slow, obviously, right out the gate. Can't even have like full- traffic. Yep. <laughs> Can't even have full pads <laughs> on. Uh, but little nugget here. We'll get more into South Carolina as they get more into camp. But I just thought this was 
pretty fascinating, Shane, that uh, we got Shane Beamer, and this is in the very beginning of his press conference, talking about the coaching staff he's assembled there, their hot commodities, everybody's trying to hire people off his staff, including a fellow SEC East program. We'll get to that in just a second. Let's kick it over to Coach Shane Beamer. Well, excited about the coaching staff that we have intact, uh, the new guys that we've added, uh, the ones that have stayed. We've had coaches on this year's staff that have turned down opportunities in the NFL, turned down opportunities in the SEC, turned down opportunities in the ACC to go up, to go places and coach. Just had one this week that turned down a fellow SEC East school. So it's great to know that there's a lot of people that are interested in our coaches. Uh, I've said it before, we got a heck of a coaching staff here at Carolina. And when so many teams are trying to hire your coaches, uh, it's a great statement about what we have here at Carolina and where we're going as well. Challenge for us. All right, Shane. So, hey, I mean, Beamer, he never misses an opportunity to kind of dunk on an opponent, so to speak. And who he's referencing here, Shane, it's pretty interesting, Florida's Billy Napier, their wide receivers coach, uh, Kerry Colbert, jumped to the NFL. So they're currently right. looking for a receiver. They're already in camp. They don't got a coach, Shane. So yeah. what they tried to do, they tried to get South Carolina's outstanding receivers coach, Justin Stepp, arguably the best receivers coach in the SEC, to come down to Gainesville. And I know South Carolina fans pumping out their chest that they were able to keep their coach, but it's just wild, Shane. And, and I'm not – this is not not a total indictment on Billy Napier or anything like that, right. but it's pretty wild that uh, – and I, don't, I have no idea if they were – you know, how much money is involved here or anything like that, but – it's wild that uh, South Carolina can keep an assistant coach from Florida. Maybe not wild now, given the, the momentum of Shane Beamer's program, but, you know, two, three, four years ago, that, that would have never happened. No, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, South Carolina there for a minute was more of a stepping stone. Um, and, you know, you're looking for your next opportunity, your big shot. Florida Gators was that big shot, and, and it's kind of changing. And and I think as a South Carolina fan, it you always hate when your coaches are, are potentially getting poached. You know, it is a free agency. These, these guys can come and go as they please. But it's also a good thing, Mike. You know, you want your coaches looked after. You want them, you know, recruited to, to other universities. And because that means you're doing something right. And, and so I think Beamer and staff's, Definitely on track. Now, you know, he goes on to talk about all of his staff getting poached. I don't know how much of, of South Carolina's, you know, coaching staff has had a chance to go to the NFL or, or another SEC program. But the fact that we did have a few and the fact they were able to maintain them and keep them on campus, I think that's a that says more about what they're building, the culture there in South Carolina. So I, I think if I'm a fan, I'm on cloud nine. And you, you got the right, man. Keep that chest pumped out because, you know, people are looking at what you're doing and they want a piece of it. Yeah, not only that, Shane, but I also think maybe those coaches know that they're building towards something special and they're not, yeah. you know, maybe they're not going to be there four or five years because you want your assistants to move on. You got a great mm -hmm. receivers coach. You want them to be an offensive coordinator somewhere and eventually because all these guys want, want to move up the ladder, get more money and all that. So I'm not saying you want to keep these guys forever, but maybe this upcoming season is going to be such a great one that, uh, you know, maybe that's why some of these assistants also staying on board. They believe in Shane Beamer. They believe in this roster. So 
again, just yet another reason for South Carolina to be fired up for the upcoming season. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you who's not fired up, Shane. <laughs> And that's old Dennis Dodd of old CBS Sports. I I don't like to call people out, you know, on this podcast if I don't uh, have Bruno, Bruno, he's not here. Hey. <laughs> chill. Chill, buddy. <laughs> he's right hey, your dog's right there with me, Shay, because again, we don't single people out that often on this show. And uh but this I just thought this was kind of a ridiculous thing to, to put out there if you you go over to we'll put a link there down there cbs sports you know they did an article things to look forward to all across the country with spring practice coming up and basically the only one that was critical was on tennessee shade and here's yeah. a l- little snippet of what they had to say which i i thought was pretty interesting he's calling out uh, nico and the, and the eight million nil deal that tennessee gave him uh, he mentions there's a quarterback competition, which that's not even true. I mean, it, it's Joe Milton's job. It, Nico yeah. it, is not going to unseat Joe Milton, not right out the gate. But here's the interesting part here, Shane. How Nico lives up to the contract mixed with a new offensive coordinator, you won't believe this. Actually, you will. There are already whispers that Nico is not worth the $8 million. Tennessee is covered as closely as the White House. And, and that's how he ends it. So, again, he's suggesting that the elite five-star quarterback that everybody's fired up about is not worth the money. And, you know, he may be right at the end of the day, Shane. I mean, that's a, that's a ton of money to give somebody. And it, it's very hard to live up to all the hype for not just for him, but any quarterback. I mean, how many – Five-star quarterbacks have come into the SEC, Shane, and not lived up to the building. It's it's about 50% of them. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's almost like throwing a dart and, and hoping you're right. But the, the only reason I'm calling attention to this is because, Shane, spring practice is about a week and a half away there at, at, on Rocky Top. You can't be judging a guy before he's already had his first <laughs> spring practice. And from what I understand, you know, he's been solid down there for the Orange Bowl. He was running the scout team. It's – um, I don't know. I, I just think this is a wild, wild statement to be thrown out there for a true freshman. And I think what this really says to me, Shane, I don't know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious to get your thoughts. But I think this is Dennis Dodd saying, I don't like NIL. I hate that this kid's getting paid. This is bullshit. He's, he's not going to live up to it. Uh, this, you know, it, it seems like he's angry more about the deal than it is the player. What's your thoughts? Well, Mike, I think it's the worst article ever written in college football history. <laughs> now, I've not read the article. You know, I'm going to do that two weeks from now. But I'm going to take a stab at this and say that this opinion is the worst one that you'll ever get, Mike. I think this is this is a hit piece, Mike. This is Tennessee is an easy target. We we love online. We're, we're, it's clickbait is what it is. And you throw out words like this – it's going to generate some interaction online, which is ultimately what you're going after here. Because there's no way in your right mind that you're hearing whispers. Legit, let's let's hear the sources, you know, as Lane Kiffin likes to say. Who who are you talking to that is saying that this is a bad bet? You know what I'm saying? Right. I I think this is like a I don't want to I don't want to you know, I've never met the man, and, and he may have meant well, and this may have been more of a, a a general statement about the NIL, like you said, but to come out and say a kid's not going to be living up to the hype or living up to this this money that he's 
that he's earned, you know, through his, his time in high school. I, I think that's just a bold statement and I, and I'm not going to, I don't want to, I don't want to give it more attention than it deserves. Now we go two years into this program, three years and, and we're still in a quarterback controversy in, in Knoxville. Then maybe we can revisit this and say that it was, uh, that he was on to something, but Again, you're you're just throwing a dart in the dark, or you're throwing, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Did I just make up a new saying? You're throwing a dart in the dark here. So you don't know if you're going to hit, but um, you know I'm not willing to to give him the, the. I'm I want I'm always optimistic, even if it's not my Tennessee Volunteers. You right. know, it's another kid that's coming in we're all different when we're 18. We're all different 19. You know, 2021, this kid's going to get molded. He's going to be an athlete, and I guarantee he'll be a, a, a Division One player. Now, he may not be a Heisman winner, but I'm not willing to say that in 2023. Right. And, and the only thing I'll add, and, and this is not even fair to even suggest, Shane, because, again, they've not even hit the field for, for spring practice, but I think A&M – did teach a lot of people last season that uh, you know you got that you're walking a fine line here because clearly right. there was issues there in College Station and it led to a very very disappointing season. Uh, again, I'm not suggesting that that is happening at Tennessee or it will happen, but it is something to monitor. And again, we, we can't really judge this till two or three years down the road, like you said. You know what? Yeah, yeah. And, and the NIL, we knew this. This is going to be a growing experience. There's there's going to be growing pains that come along with it. And, you know, there's not a, a simple recipe for, for how this should run. And, and I think they're all trying to figure it out. Money will figure its way out. These kids that are getting these large contracts – you're not going to see that if you're not getting the production on the back end. It's going to go away. So it will adjust accordingly, but it may be ready. It may go the opposite way. There, there may be kids landing multi, you know, $20, $30 million contracts. And don't be surprised if that happens because look at Georgia. Look at LSU. When, when these teams are producing, the revenue comes in. They make their money back. So, right. um, yeah, it's just it's 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 a it's I don't know. It's uncharted territory, and you and it is ugly, but it is a part of college football, and it will be for the rest of our lives. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Shane, we had a little bit of a bomb dropped here on Friday, and I was so excited. I told you about it, and you've. You were making fun of me. My God, you said Mike wants to do a podcast now. <laughs> I really did want to. And so let's get into that. That's what we're going to talk about, the SEC schedule. You know, everybody's yeah. been talking about this thing, going to a nine-game model, three permanents, six rotating. And we're getting closer and closer and closer, Shane, to this being finalized. And none other than the man himself, Nick Saban, who always seems to have an opinion or, or he's got to get a message out because he realizes he's arguably the most powerful man in the sport. Right. So he tries to jump out ahead of these things. But uh, uh, according to some, some really good reporting here, Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated, one of the best out there, went down to Tuscaloosa, met with Nick Saban. And my goodness, Shane, is old <laughs> Pap all mad. What's he mad about? And this was interesting. He, he leaked it himself. He says, they are giving us Tennessee – no surprise as an annual opponent. Auburn, you, you had to have known they were going to give them Auburn. Right. And LSU. So, 
Why is Nick Saban mad? Well, according to what Ross Dellinger says, Nick Saban says the SEC is is currently in the process of figuring out these schedules. They're looking at all the SEC teams, including Texas and Oklahoma, looking at them the last 10 seasons, and they're kind of putting them uh, top half, bottom half, if that makes sense. So, obviously, Alabama, you're at the very top. Vanderbilt, you're at the very bottom. And they're trying to pair this up not only for rivalries, they're obviously going to keep the rivalries intact. They're trying their best to keep proximity in in the discussion, so that uh, you mm-hmm. know we don't have Texas A&M playing South Carolina every year. That that does that makes no sense. Right. And what they're trying to do is balance. If you're one of those top half teams, you're probably going to get another two top half teams. If you're in the bottom, you're going to get two bottom teams to kind of yeah. just make it more competitive. And that's where Nick Saban is getting mad. Here's a, here's his quote exactly. And if I'm a, it, I can't believe it, Shane, that Tennessee, you know, their graphics team and all this, they haven't plastered this all over the internet. Here's what Nick Saban had to say about Tennessee. They did a 10 year, whatever. That sounds like a pathball, doesn't it? 10 year, whatever. <laughs> well, some of those years, Tennessee wasn't as good as they've been in previous 10 years, but now that they're good, they use that to be before those 10 years we got three teams and two of them in the top 10 and the other is in the top 10 a lot historically over a 25 year history and the three best in the east are georgia tennessee and florida you look at historically in in 25 years alabama lsu and auburn three best in the west so we're playing all of them and oh my god nick saban complained he's got all the he's you know more money more resources better roster better coaching staff than anybody in the country he's dominated the sport for two decades and he's sitting here complaining about having to play tennessee Mm, auburn mm, mm, mm. and lsu what what's your thoughts on that shane holy shit man if he would have saw me valet parking you know we would have had a (laughs) We would have had an argument there, you know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I get his point. Now, the first reaction, obviously, is I was trying to think. There's my kids use this. There's they not, they say don't be a Karen. What's the male version? Don't be hmm. a Steve. Is it? Is it Steve? <laughs> a Kevin? Don't be a Kevin. You know. And sorry if Kevin's listening here. You probably heard that joke before. But that's I, I think about when he was complaining about the college football playoffs, and then you followed it up with this one. And I'm not getting my damn way, Mike. You know, that's what you think. But when you do pull back the layers, okay, and you forget, forget the coaches, forget all the all the the noise for a second. He's got a point, man. You got Auburn, that's won national championships. Mm-hmm. You got Tennessee, which is up and coming, which is, you know, I'm not saying they're going to compete for national champions anytime soon, but, you know, it's a team that beat you last year. And then you got LSU, which is historically going to find its well its way on a national stage at some point. As, so I, I think he's got a point there. But then part of me is like, you know, Nick Saban, you're not going to coach forever. You know, you you created a legacy down there in Tuscaloosa. Don't you want your predecessor to have a little tougher when you leave? You know, so maybe this is all just noise, Mike. You know, he's he's got to say what he's got to say for the Alabama fans. But deep down inside, he wishes they could throw Georgia in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then adding some extra validity, Shane, to what uh, Saban is saying, Scott Rabelais of The Advocate, he, he's been covering LSU for years and years and years. He says LSU is 
going to play Alabama in this new format. So yeah, that that's pretty interesting. LSU is also going to play Texas A and M. We kind of already knew that one. And then here's the another revealing one: LSU facing Ole Miss, and that matches what uh, Ross Dellinger, who, who again who did the story with Nick Saban, has put out a list of. It's not he he's not saying this is the list. He's saying reporting, talking to people. We've got the three permanents kind of settled for every single team. Before we get into every single one here, Shane, what's your thoughts on LSU again playing A and M? You feel like that was a natural. Mm-hmm. Alabama, great game every nearly yeah. every year. It's one of the best in the SEC. And Ole Miss, which means we're not going to get LSU Arkansas every year. We're not going to play yeah. that Golden Boot, unfortunately. But oh, the Ole Miss that is a rivalry. They, you know, what do they call it? The Magnolia Bowl or something like that. All right, my back to you know, kind of leading into this. You know, Alabama. Before we get to LSU here, you got Auburn, you got Tennessee, and you got LSU. These are three teams you were playing every year anyway. Right. You know, it's not like they introduced a new rivalry and said, hey, this is something that the fans want to see. This is something that you've been doing, and, and it makes sense. Auburn is kind of down right now, so maybe that was their argument. Is, is uh, You know, the same Saban argument he made with Tennessee, you could flip-flop it with Auburn. They've, they've had some rough years here the last few seasons. So, Going into LSU schedule, um, not totally surprised. I mean, obviously, I was wanting the Arkansas game. I thought that would be really good. Um, it's mm-hmm. a, just a fun matchup. They always play each other tough. But Texas A&M, you got to keep that one. And and the Ole Miss, I, that's that's one that I think will grow on us. Um, especially if Lane Kiffin stays up there, I, I think that could be a, a hell of a matchup and a fun game to watch. So. I can buy into this, brother. I can. And proximity is important. They're not too far away. I mean, as far as, I mean, they're just one state, you know, it's on the opposite end of the state. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So let's go over, Shane, the reported nine-game SEC annual opponents list that has been put out there. And, you know, this is Nick Saban saying it. This is LSU Mm -hmm. reporters saying it. So this is not the official finalized list shane but i think it's going to be very very close if it's not the exact list and i think they're going to uh the sec presidents shane they met over the weekend this is the topic they wanted to discuss so i don't think they're going to turn around and and confirm anything this upcoming week because we got the sec basketball tournament yeah they're not going to want to take attention away from that uh but i would anticipate shane here very soon you know maybe two three weeks they are going to release this, given the fact that so many people already got their, you know, three finalized and everything. So yeah. they are getting closer and closer. So I'm just going to go down the list. And then well, at the end. Bef- uh-huh. Before you do that, Mike, you know, I think this is a good thing. You know, you and I, I, th- I think we're in favor of this format. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're listening, you know, they're listening. And it doesn't mean that's going to stay this way forever. But for the time being, I think it's great, especially for the fans. Um, obviously, there's going to be some that we're going to talk about here in a little bit that that broke my heart that we're not an annual rivalry. But And I think you already know who that's going to be. But I will say this, Mike. We're going to get to see, like even Nick Saban complaining about LSU and Tennessee. And you know what? They're still going to play Georgia every other year. 
We're right. still going to play Florida every other year. So the beautiful thing about this schedule for a fan is we're going to see some freaking awesome games, and we're going to get another SEC one. So that's one less cupcake that you gotta that you gotta get through. You know what I'm saying? So, right. um, but yeah, let's let's get to this. I just I just like I mean you could pretty much lock it in that this is what we're going to have. Uh, now there may be some fine tuning on these games, which we'll discuss, but I, I think it's a great a great concept. And one other thing I'll add to that, Shane, where, mm-hmm. you know, there's been many years where let's just use the example we keep talking about, Alabama and LSU, clearly the two best teams in the SEC. Yeah. Yet it's, you know, it's basically the winner of that. And then they got they got some cupcake out of the East that they beat the right. hell out of and they go on to the playoff. In this format, we're doing away with that. In the yeah. 90s, it was Florida and Tennessee, and it was basically whoever won that game, you know, you're probably going to win the SEC. We're doing mm-hmm. away with that. And not that I'm sitting here wanting LSU and, and Alabama to meet two, three times, but if they are the two best teams in the SEC, they deserve the right to play it out in the SEC championship game. Uh, so it, it may have some more rematches, but I, I think we're getting, we'll get more competitive SEC championship games, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, who would have been your SEC championship this year, Mike? You know, a team, uh, two games that we wanted to see was Tennessee and or uh, Georgia and sorry, I keep wanting to crown them, but they should have been there. But stupid Columbia, but Georgia and Alabama. You know, I think you could have made an argument, even though LSU won the West. I still think after. I don't know. I don't know. Would they have took – they would have took Alabama. I mean, if you're choosing, like, in this bracket I would have, here. I would have rather seen Tennessee and Georgia. But, again, I don't know how they would have looked at Hendon Hooker getting hurt. Right. You know, we don't, yeah, we don't live in really... a fantasy land where he – if he was healthy, I mean, hell, on a neutral field, who knows. But I think it would have been a hell of a lot better game than LSU, who Tennessee smoked well, in Baton Rouge. But clearly, you know, the, the people probably making the decisions were – part of the ones making the decisions on the college football playoffs, and they had Alabama ahead of Tennessee. So right. even the Alabama-Georgia game, a game that we didn't get to see last year, we would have. And and it could have impacted the college football playoffs. It was just been fun. But now it's just going to be, well, what ifs, you know, and Saban lost a couple of games by one possession. And right. and, and is that a season that got squandered? So I, I, I think you're going to wash some of that away with the extension of the college football playoffs. And you got to get out of your mind. There's the the undefeated seasons are going to be even harder to see and and duplicate. You know, we watched Georgia run the run the table. That's not something you're going to keep being able to do in this conference. And and so yes, you're going to have some tough losses, but unlike our the 90s, you know, that one loss that keeps you out of everything, you're you're still going to have an opportunity to get back into it. You look at teams like LSU that really struggled out of the gate. They would have had an opportunity for the college football playoffs, even though they had those losses. So um, I, I think that's the key for me. It's it, Yes, it takes the – the the passion or the 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 you know the pressure of that I've, every game matters, but I still think it does, man. Because when you get to the end of this thing, it's going to be a tr- you know a proven track record, and they're going to look okay. You lost this one, but how much did you lose? There's going to be some factors, so I still think every game's going to matter. It's just I think teams change throughout the season, and and we're going to see better football at the end of it. Yep. All right, so here's 
what's being reported as the three for each team, Shane. We already did Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, LSU. Sorry, Pepo. Uh, Arkansas, how about this one, Shane? Missouri, yeah. just turned it into a nice little series, even though the Razorbacks hate them and yeah. hate calling that a rivalry. You get Texas, that's what you're dying to get. I mean, that that's uh-huh. a hell of a game, Texas-Arkansas. And then Ole Miss, so which, hell, annually, that's one of the more exciting, fun games. They hate Lane Kiffin. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, I think this is – this one's going to grow on you. Uh, yeah. Clearly, the, the, you can't say you want Texas and then be afraid of Texas. So having mm-hmm. them in the three, I think, is very important. Yep. Uh, Mizzou, you know, that one kind of got force-fed to us a little bit. But like you said, it has turned into a hell of a matchup and a lot of shit talking. And that's what these games are about for me, man, <laughs> is the buildup and then the talk that you can do after the game. So I hope that continues to go. And uh, Ole Miss is always fun. So I think I think they did okay with the Arkansas, probably not the three I would have chose, but this is three I can definitely get behind. And I think a lot of Razorback fans will too. Yep. All right, how about uh, Auburn, Shane, again? <laughs> Man, good luck, Q. You got Alabama, of course. You got Georgia. Maybe the two, I mean, without a doubt, the two yeah. best programs in recent history. So they give you a break. They're giving you Vanderbilt. That's that's the one we kind of suggested they should do for balance sake. And it – yeah. Man, I get, I'd be shaking my head if I was a Vanderbilt fan because I'm like, they gave us Auburn because they got the damn juggernaut. So, they, you know what I mean? This is what Saban's talking about. Why don't we get Vandy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's looking next door. But, yes, you're right. If, you're, if you pull the top 25, last 25 seasons, the two best teams, Bama and Georgia are going to be the top of those, and you're going to face them, and you're going to face them every single year. So I think that's great because they're some of our favorite rivalries, of course, and I'm okay with Vanderbilt. I think this was just like a sympathy game added here at the end. Yeah, you know, they could have squeezed in a division two, and I would have been okay. I'm like, okay, I get it, I get it. You know, <laughs> put Tulane back in the SEC and let let Auburn play. That's their third game, so. <laughs> All right, how about Florida, Shane? Got to give them Georgia. We knew that was going to be the case. South Carolina, I kind of assume that would be a natural. Before we go, I know Tulane's not Division II, so I can. (laughs) I I just wanted to pause the angry typing. I probably should have went with Sewanee or something, you know. (laughs) Georgia, South Carolina, and then here's the wild card. This is the one we we threw out there. Kind of heard rumblings this was going to be the case. Pretty weird, but Florida – Versus Oklahoma, which mm-hmm. ma- major gap in uh, proximity, of course, but we're talking two of the the proud programs in college football history. You know, this is you know the the Florida LSU game was one where that was kind of a forced rivalry, but it, it yeah. became a great one. I think this Florida Oklahoma, even though there's you know there is some history, they played I believe in a BCS national championship game. Mm-hmm. They played in a recent bowl game. Um, I could see that growing into a nice little rivalry. Yeah, this one, I mean, this one is, is tough. Kind of kind of has a, the makings of that A&M, South Carolina you were talking about earlier. Proximity is definitely not the thing they were looking at here. But it does tie in some of that recruiting to the state of Florida. I think if you're looking at SEC as a whole, you want to bring some of that West out East. And I think that, you know, you can make an argument. This is good for them and good for that brand. I think this is, is 
powerful as Oklahoma is, I think this strengthens um, strengthens their viewership online. So um, I th- I can get behind it. Obviously, the first few years it's going to be weird, but um, you know if you think both these teams running, if they're if they're at the top of their game, man, we could have some epic showdowns between those two guys, and uh, so I'm all for it. Yeah. So Georgia, of course, they get yeah, yeah. George, I'm sorry, and the rest of it, I, I think that was a no brainer for me. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Georgia gets Florida, of course. They yeah. get Auburn. We already said that. Now here's the wild card. I don't. This one mm. makes no sense to me at all. No, Kentucky. <laughs> I mean, those have been some pretty. I don't want. I don't know if competitive is the right word because Georgia wins every damn one of them. But yeah. Kentucky has, you know, they're physical. They they match a lot of them physical wise and they've been giving them Georgia some fits but I mean they could never play that game ever and I would I wouldn't miss it you know what I mean so playing that one annually just doesn't make a ton of sense to me no and I think they really shit the bed here with Kentucky's too you know which is going to be your next one that you talk about I I don't I don't quite understand uh clearly there are some Kentucky rivalries we we talked about uh, the South Carolina one, that one has become fun uh, and entertaining. Those guys hate each other. But Tennessee, man, you know, the Tennessee Vols should be there. But I, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to take away from Georgia. It, it seems like South – why is why is Kentucky and South Carolina not flipped here? It right. makes sense. They're right next to each other. Uh, there's been some good games between them. Uh, I don't think either program would be mad if they had to do it. It's just – it kind of surprises me. They went that route when they could have easily have chosen South Carolina. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't – like you said, these things aren't completely solid and etched in stone. If they could tweak anything, I think it's it's Kentucky's three. I would definitely look look a little harder at. Yeah. But um, but like you said, Kentucky and Georgia, they've had some really good games here the last few seasons. Um, it's just not you know it's one sided. Right. So let's get to Kentucky since you're that's all you want to talk about here. Kentucky gets <laughs> Mississippi State, which you've been playing annually, so I, that makes some yeah. sense. And I you know that's a competitive series, so I think Kentucky would be okay with it. But South Carolina, I mean, that's that game's fun because Stoops made fun of the damn glasses, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you know, that was a fun game last year. I'll give you that. But again, Georgia makes no sense. And you said it perfectly. I'm just gonna repeat what you said. Just flip flop that. I mean, yeah. Give Kentucky, Tennessee. They that's a game. I I believe they played 114 times. Played yeah. every year every year for a hundred something years. And why? Georgia is not playing South Carolina instead of Kentucky. Uh, I mean, we're, we're basically talking about two programs that are, you know, when they when they talked about those upper tier and those bottom tier, South Carolina and Kentucky, while they're very close to the top tier, I think they're bottom tier, at least based on the last 10 years. So it would make complete sense just to switch those out. And you're not, you're not messing with uh, the proximity or you're not messing, messing with, uh, you know, parity of the league and everything. It just, that one makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, it's. Not, I don't like South Carolina as a Tennessee fan. I don't, but I don't hate them. You know, I hate Kentucky. I hate. I hate Kentucky. I hate Florida. That's just rivalries I grew up to. It just means a little bit more for me. And and to, to it's a simple switch. And I think all parties are are in better mood. So I don't know the angle there. Um, you know, I want to first. I want to give a shout out. 
uh, buddy of mine, we do the bourbon bet every single year, you know, and that's going to go away if this is true. You know, we'll have to do it every other year. So maybe, maybe they had something, maybe Ollie sent in a letter, you know, saying I can't afford this bourbon every year. So maybe we could do it every other year. I don't know if that was the case, but, um, you know, I didn't give Todd the respect. Uh, he sent me down some wonderful makers mark here, uh, and, uh, Kentucky straight bourbon. And he even wrote on there, like had it printed on there, cousin Shane, go cats. You know, this is a bet that we have every year. If Tennessee wins, I'll get a bottle of that Kentucky bourbon. And if, uh, if Kentucky wins, which is rare, I'll send them some of that fine Tennessee whiskey. So it, it's just a wonderful bet. And, and, but that's it, man. When I think of Kentucky, when I think of rivalry, somebody asks me what's Kentucky's rivalry, I always think Tennessee. It's yeah. not just it's it's basketball, it's baseball, it's any type of sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to compete with each other. So I, I think they really missed the boat here um, with that one, and it kind of hurts my feelings because uh, it's one of my favorite games, man. It, just yeah. the build up to it and everything. But again, uh, Todd, Ollie. Uh, those boys, I got one more sitting out there. So Roush, I'll see you at media days. You better have mine, but, uh, I just want to give those boys a shout out and I'll get a picture of these bottles. If you're watching online on our YouTube channel, uh, I'll show you they, they, these boys went, they, they, they put a little extra, little extra zing on their, on their bottle. So at least while I'm drinking it, I got to think of Kentucky. (laughs) So we already hit on LSU, Shane, A&M, Ole Miss, Alabama, that, a lot of that makes sense. No, no complaints there from me. So for Ole Miss, of course, we had to keep Mississippi State. Got to keep the Egg Bowl intact. Yeah. LSU, we've already talked about, and Arkansas, we've already talked about. So if I'm an Ole Miss fan, Shane, I think I'm pretty fired up with this trio that we got. Yeah, I think uh, Ole Miss made out like a bandit, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm just looking at at scheduling alone. Um, I, I think that your the proximity is important. This is mm-hmm. a a couple rivalries you you gotta have, obviously with Mississippi State, but that Arkansas one, I could be fed that, and they hate LSU, and that game's turned out to be pretty damn good. So yeah, I think they I think they hit the a home run here. So for Mississippi State, of course, flipping the Egg Bowl, they get Ole Miss. Of course, you couldn't mm-hmm. take that one away. Kentucky, we talked about. They've been playing them for years, so it makes some sense. And then Texas A&M, which they actually yeah. have a winning record over A&M since they joined the SEC. So mm. if I'm a Mississippi State fan, I think I'm pretty fired up about it. And the number one thing we heard, Shane, when we put out our list, don't give us Alabama. What the <laughs> hell? Who cares about proximity? You know, they've beaten us 20 years in a row, whatever it is. Yeah. We do not want Alabama. So if I'm a Mississippi State fan – I'm fired up with this one. Absolutely. Uh, And and we will still be reminded every other year how close (laughs) Mississippi State and Alabama are. But, yeah, I think if I'm a – if I'm – if I'm state fan, I'm looking at this Ole Miss clearly UK. I like it. Uh, Texas A&M. We've had your number here for the next few years. So uh, I think we're in good shape here in Mississippi State fans. I think they'll be happy. Another one I think has got to be happy here, Shane, Missouri. You get Arkansas, who you've owned, and, and they won't call it a rivalry because they're, you're beating them every year. <laughs> Vanderbilt, that's another – I mean, everybody that gets Vanderbilt, they feel like they hit the lotto in this thing. And Poor Oklahoma, Vandy. which is – they played over 90 times, I believe, given their history 
in, in the Big 12 and all that. So I think if you're a Missouri fan, you're pretty fired up about your, your trio you got. Yeah, I mean, looking at Oklahoma with the Texas, I, I think this is a good fit. Pro, you know, I hate we've said that word too many damn times. Proximity, <laughs> feel like it's 007 with them proximity minds. You remember that game <laughs> back in the day, throwing around everywhere. I don't think I've used the word since then. But uh, <laughs> this this is a good fit. Uh, Mizzou, I think Eli's happy, tickled pink. Um, you got Vandy. You've got an Oklahoma that's down. You, I think more like up front too. Arkansas still trying to work some kinks out. They're not. They're not humming like they want to be. Oklahoma's coming in off a bad season. Uh, you got Vanderbilt. So you, you know, here we talked about on a, a earlier show that Mizzou's got to crank up real quick because the schedule gets tougher. Yes, they're gonna have more SEC games, but they got three teams right now that aren't playing their best football. Now they could be. And, 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 you know, I'd hate to see Oklahoma and Arkansas, you know, if they're on the top, then, then Mizzou fans may look at this a little bit different. But time being, I, I think you got a, you got a good schedule coming up. So for Oklahoma then, Shane, of course, you got to keep that Texas game. Uh-huh. You get, we already said you're getting Missouri, and then you're getting that – this is the weirdest one on the map, Florida. But, yeah. again, there's reasons to like that. If I'm an OU fan, I, I think I'm okay with this, this three. Yeah, I think you are too. And and you know, you don't you didn't gain Texas AM. A lot of people were wondering if that was gonna be one that you that you had they didn't force feed you some old rivalries. So right. I, I like this, Texas keeping that one, Mizzou, uh, we've talked about. And the Florida, that one again, it's gonna take some growing you know, getting used to, but I, I think I think that's one that will grow on us, uh, you know, the more they play. The the only critique I would potentially have Shane maybe you drop Florida and you switch in like Arkansas which I believe is fairly close to Oklahoma I think it's a yeah could could be the closest campus to Oklahoma but um I think that would make Oklahoma fans happy but there's just so many pieces to this puzzle I think that's why we get we get this oddity you know yeah, and it kind of surprised me that neither one of the the Mississippi schools pulled them either. You know, if you're thinking close to home, yeah, uh, that would have made sense to me. But you know, it's like you said, you're you're playing a game and and you're trying to fit all these pieces. There's not a perfect schedule, and um, but I, they're pretty damn close in my opinion. Yeah, and for so for South Carolina, Shane, Kentucky again. We, that's kind of weird, but they've been playing annually for a while. Yeah, Florida makes all the sense in the world. But you already hit on it, Tennessee. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you what, Tennessee, South Carolina fans, that's the number one battle in the offseason in my mention. So maybe this is a much more yeah. heated rivalry than, than we're making it out to be. But, again, I think you drop Tennessee, you switch it out for Georgia. Of course, mm-hmm. I don't know if South Carolina fans want – I don't know if anybody wants Georgia <laughs> right now. So maybe you're happy with this. But I think Georgia makes a hell of a lot more sense. That's That's – I feel like – you know, obviously Clemson's their biggest rival, but I, to me, I thought Georgia was their number two rival in the SEC. Mm-hmm. I would switch Tennessee for Georgia. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, Frank Beamer may have something to do with this one, you know, just pulling <laughs> some of them old skeletons out of the closet. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but I think if you're a Gamecock fan, you love this. You absolutely love it. You're not scared of any right. team on that. On that, so it, you're not getting a Georgia. That's the bad thing because sometimes, how many times have we been doing the best case scenario and then we run up to a Georgia team or an Alabama team? We're like, well, that's a loss. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can just pencil that in. Now, obviously, Tennessee fans. 
they can't stand South Carolina. So that's a rivalry that, that will be picking up steam, especially the last two years, the way we've been playing and recruiting right. and uh, talking, just shit talking all the time. So that, that makes for good football. So it will – this is one of those that maybe five years from now, we're not even looking back. We're like, oh, yeah, it's Tennessee, South Carolina. So, uh, But for the time being, I think South Carolina made out like a like a bandit here. Right. And I would say this too, Shane, if I'm a South Carolina fan, obviously Shane Beamer's only been down there two years. He's beaten every team in that list. So maybe yeah. I do look at it and say, sign me up, man, because we're only getting better. You know what? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so for Tennessee, obviously you got, we already talked about it. Alabama, that makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, in-state, you kind of had to keep that one going. But again, South Carolina. So I've seen the reaction here, Shane. Many, many Tennessee fans would rather play Kentucky over South Carolina. But also I've seen, uh, you know, I've not seen many Tennessee fans disappointed in this. They're, they're ready to sign yeah. up for this three. What's your thoughts? Well, I, I'm good with it, you know. I mean, we could take Alabama out if you wanted to. I'm not <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I, I, I know we got to have that game, and it was fantastic. It, because when you do win, Mike, yeah. it made it that much more. I mean, we had so much fun. I, I Obviously, the season didn't go like we wanted to as Tennessee fans, but, damn, that night, irreplaceable. It was the, the feeling that we had. It was surreal. Um yep. So, Vandy, absolutely, we love that one. Alabama will take. South Carolina, we would love to switch with Kentucky, but I've also heard some that wish we had Florida Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, growing up in the 90s, that's what it was, was Tennessee and Florida. But, um, again, these are teams that you're still going to play every other year. So, there will be a year you don't play Florida, but you you pick them up the following season. So, you're going to get a full dose of SEC scheduling. So, for Texas, Shane, Oklahoma, of course, Texas A&M, love to see that just yes. printed anywhere that they're going to play each other. And then, obviously, Arkansas we hit on. So, hey, not an easy road by any means for Texas. Uh-uh. You know, they're loading up the mag or the Longhorns with the tough schedule here. But uh, right. at the end of the day, I mean, it's if you want to talk great historic rivalries and games, you're getting it with this uh, trio. Yes, welcome to the SEC, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> It was almost like this was done for them. You know, like this is coming over. We know we got to keep the, the the Oklahoma game. We want to see the Texas A&M game. And who else can we pick? Oh, yeah, the other team that's hated you forever, so Arkansas. So, uh, yeah, this, this is old blood, but it will be bad blood. And I can't wait to see all three of these meet every year. Yeah, so I, I think A&M really made out of here too, Shane, because they're – you know, growing yeah. rivalry with LSU, obviously the Texas game, and Mississippi State, which is, again, you have a losing record against them. So I'm not chalking that up as an easy one by any means because mm-hmm. it's it's proven otherwise. But <laughs> I think I'm pretty fired up if I'm a A&M fan with this 3-0. I think you are too, Mike. Uh, this this one is, is a good setup for, for the Aggies and kind of what we were thinking. The Mississippi one, that one kind of threw us off a little, but – I can be convinced that it could be a good rivalry. And like you said, it's it's not a team they've they've just beat, you know. They've actually, like yeah. you said, lost more. So I, I think this one is going to be fantastic. And uh, 
But, man, I, I think they made out the more I look at that. I think they did good. This is going to be so fun. I'm looking at these games, man. I'm like, <laughs> Texas A&M and Texas, you know, LSU. Well, you know, get them back-to-back. It's going to be awesome, brother. Well, talking about uh, making out, Shane, the final one here, Vanderbilt, I think, honestly, I mean, you know, everybody everybody wanting Vanderbilt, that's, that's kind of the running joke. But they get Tennessee, Missouri, and Auburn. Yeah. And say what you want, Tennessee on the rise. We all know that program's always a scandal away from falling apart here. <laughs> I mean, I think Vanderbilt, not that they're going to beat all these teams annually or anything, but you can make the case. I mean, Auburn, too, is is always inconsistent, it seems like. Missouri is not world beaters. So if I'm a Vanderbilt fan, I'm pretty fired up about this one. Well, even going like into last season, you know, when we were – we were looking at if if this these three would have been on your schedule, you could easily convince me that they'll win one of them. You know, right. and and sometimes that one is the the one you least expect, and and sometimes you're losing your job. That's the the power of losing to Vanderbilt is like shit. You can't beat these guys within you know. So I mean, think about it. I've I've I still see videos of the of the Florida upset. <laughs> they were single filing, <laughs> walking down to the field with a two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine. You know, they, it was the slowest crowd reaction ever, but it was still a monumental win for Vanderbilt. The Kentucky game so i i think these three teams yeah obviously you're you, if you're put, picking best case scenario they're going to probably lose to all three of them but you can't rule out the fact that these guys can step up any season and be closer to these three than than other programs in the sec yeah and we get to drop georgia which is what everybody in the east wants to do right now you know what absolutely i'd love i'm glad i got rid of georgia too <laughs> you know <I> mean, <laughs> Uh, well, buddy, hey, that's all I got on this episode of the show. I, hopefully, uh, you know, I can just imagine them changing this thing in a week, and then we got to talk about it all again. But that's this it. is the biggest topic in the SEC. It's going to be finalized very, very soon. Uh, I can't get enough of it. But uh, you got anything before we hop off the line? No, no. I just sometimes I drift because I do think about the the, the games we're going to get to see and. And you're talking nine SEC opponents. It's 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 fantastic, Mike. We're talking right. some great games, and they're still going to have some powerhouses that they're going against. We're going to have multi-loss teams, but it doesn't matter because every weekend we're going to see a hell of a show. So, yeah, I love it. I, I can't wait to talk more about it, Mike. And uh, <laughs> yeah, like you said, the schedules may change tomorrow. At least. At least put the Kentucky one back on, man. I'm still heartbroken on that one. But but other than that, I, I'm I'm pumped up, man. And what's funny about it too, Shane, is just that, you know, we're just talking three of nine. So yeah. you may be happy with your three. You may be disappointed with your three. But mm-hmm. then you got to turn around and say, oh, you know who else is on the schedule? Uh, Oklahoma, Georgia, LSU, A&M, Tennessee. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, this is a yeah. murderer's row coming up here. That's going to be the next one that they're going to complain like, yeah, but we got to play Georgia and Bama at <laughs> away, you know, every other year. That's or every fourth year. That's bullshit, you know. They should. I can't wait for them to start. Yeah, because there's going to be those guys. Just like remember how they were talking about Auburn and uh, uh, Georgia. They're like, well, it's not fair that we play them at home and home. It's going to be the same deal. So that's going to be the next argument is how you know. 
who else do you play on your off on your away game? So sorry, I'm rambling. Let's get late. Better jump what? into this bottle, Todd. <laughs> well, I think that's a perfect place to end it, Shade. I appreciate you as always. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. We'll catch you on the next one. All right, see you guys. Go balls. Go to hell, Columbia. <laughs>